For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Hey there, Mike Stelzner coming to you with a fascinating update you might not be familiar with. Did you know that Social Media Examiner can deliver all the marketing, training, news, and trends, insights that you need into your inbox three days a week when you sign up for our newsletter and it's completely free? Simply visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates and take your marketing to the next level. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stiltzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. I'm really excited about today's show. I'll be joined by Keith Krantz, and we're going to talk about how to combine Facebook ads and content strategically to get better results. By the way, if you want to email me, email podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. Let's now transition over to this week's brand new discovery. Helping you stay alive in the social jungle. Here is this week's survival tip. This week, I'm joined by Eric Fisher with a brand new discovery. What'd you find, Eric? I found a cool tool that helps you track your time called Toggle. Toggle. Oh, yeah, I think I'm familiar with that. Tell me more. You are familiar with this. So a couple of, let, let's see here. The lesson was track your time so that you know how much time you're spending on things. And I think this was a leadership lesson from you for the manager's team, let's see, at least a year plus more right. ago. Toggle was the tool we found to that really was helpful with that because you can easily log into it and click, you know, start and stop on all these different tasks that are regular or type in, hey, I'm doing this new thing, you know, whatever, insert here what the task is. And then the clock just starts ticking. And eventually when you're done, you click off. You can even course correct later. Like if you're like, oh crap, I left it going, you can fix it later. But the gist of this is taking control of your time and being able to track what you're spending your time on so that you know, you know, for example, like if you're a, a contractor, you can bill appropriately, first and foremost. Or if you're overspending time on a task, like which is what I found in my case in a couple of places and then was able to course correct there. So, yeah, it's it's pretty cool tool. Uh, and I believe it's desktop and mobile app. Is that right? Or remind yeah. me. So it's desktop as well as mobile app for all platforms, as well as a Chrome and a Firefox uh, extension. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I used it just for a little while. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, and like like you said, Eric, I mean, sometimes I think we're completely ignorant of how much time we actually spend on things, right? And just being able to track it in an easy little like thing like this is pretty cool. Now, um, I do remember it costs something or it was there a free version? Remind me how that works. 
there's a free version that's going to be good for you to do like an audit of yourself for sure. It's paying for advanced features that costs something. Got so it. it's, yeah, for like, you know, being able to uh, export reports, monitor and track teams, things like that. Advanced features, basically. And where do we find this? You find it at toggle.com, which is T O G G L.com. So that E is missing, T O G G L.com. Yes. yes, toggle without an E.com. Thank you so much, Eric, for that brand new discovery. You're welcome. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Keith Krantz. If you don't know who Keith is, he's host of the Perpetual Traffic Podcast, founder of Dominate Web Media, and author of The Ultimate Guide to Facebook Advertising. Keith, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mike. It's, uh, it's good to be on. I'm excited. Appreciate it. So today, Keith and I are going to focus on how to combine Facebook advertising with your content to deliver better ad results. Now, Keith, before we go down this trail, I'd love to hear a little bit about your backstory. How did you get into doing Facebook advertising? What's your story? <laughs> no, no problem. Uh, it's kind of crazy. I actually went to college to be an airline pilot. So, uh, really? you know, I, I grew up in a small town thinking you had to be a doctor or a lawyer to be successful. So, uh, didn't want to go to school for that long. So next thing you know, I'm in university of North Dakota to become an airline pilot. And four years later, I'm flying for a regional airline and sitting in the cockpit a year later for horizon air, part of Alaska air and realizing that, holy crap, I'm a prisoner of my seniority number. Huh. And, uh, I mean, I'm not going to be able to come home for Christmas or Thanksgiving this year. So luckily, a friend gave me a book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, back then, which is like the four-hour work week of today. And that led me down the whole entrepreneurial journey, which is really, you know, to my core, my my true personality. And so I've got about 4,000 flight hours. And, and while I was flying, I started investing in real estate stuff in 2003 and did pretty well and kind of leveraged that two years later into some local franchise businesses. Next thing you know, I'm out of the real estate game in like 2005 and, and I'm a part, I'm a, I'm a franchise owner, a franchisee of two different franchises, a couple mm. different partners and like five different locations. And, uh, <laughs> maybe 2010, 2009 or so in 10, when like the banking crisis and a lot of things were going on uh, with our franchise and a lot of growth and everything, I started digging into the whole digital marketing world and Facebook, it was weird because I was never a social media uh, expert or social media or good at it. I'm just, that just wasn't my thing. I, even if you go to my personal profile today, um, I'm not real active on Facebook, but I started seeing these Facebook ads on, on social and a friend of mine, she, a girlfriend of mine that, that I knew was really into the whole social media thing. And she was telling me about Facebook and I just was like, holy crap, I used to pay $10,000 for a billboard on not that good of a location. And that was just for one month. And I saw these ads on Facebook and that was before you could even advertise in the newsfeed. So this is like 2009 or 10. And when I saw that, cause I was already learning the whole just digital marketing world, everything I could do. 
and everything I could learn. And, and really, once I saw that, I just had a light bulb go off and I just kind of went all in on Facebook. You know, fast forward a couple years later and uh, things got a little crazy in the whole franchise world. It, let's just say it wasn't fun. There, there was, even though I had one of the top stores, I had the number three store in the entire franchise, um, because of a business model change and the franchisor sold to another owner, it, it got really tough. Cash flow was just crazy for for a couple years there. And I that's where I went really digging into the whole digital marketing world. And I went all in on Facebook and I ended up just transitioning completely out of that world. And it was brutal, trust me. I had a one, two-year-old at that time. Kyler was about one and a half. And I went, I started learning about Facebook and and just got really good really fast and decided that I wanted to really do this for, for other people. And I just started getting results for, for local clients and let's see here. And long story short, I show up at this consulting event for Perry Marshall and he had a friend of his who was looking for a Facebook ads guy. And he ended up hiring me out of all the consultants there because I had my own little self-published book, which is another reason why self-publishing a book is a, is a great thing. This is two books ago, by the way. I gave him my self-published book and he ended up hiring me. Uh, about five months later, I get an email from Jack Bourne, Perry Marshall's marketing director, saying, hey, I heard about you in a mastermind. Uh, Bill tells me that you, you've cut his lead cost by 68%. Can you help us? <laughs> Like, sure. So I start helping him and without asking for any money or anything like that, because I knew it would come back later on. And that's kind of been my mantra all, all along, all the way up till today. Um, show people you can get results and good things will follow, period. And and then along the line, you, know, start, you start your own podcast, right? You start a podcast. Yeah. And then, you know, now you got your own agency, right? What are you guys? Yeah, what, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, we, I start doing stuff with Perry Marshall. He asked me to co-author a book. I co-authored the second edition of the Facebook, Ultimate Guide to Facebook Advertising book. Two years later, the third edition just went out three months ago. And I've got the podcast now with Digital Marketer and started growing the whole agency thing about 2011. And then that's where uh, I had a part, I had ended up giving, basically given the agency side of the business to, to a partner. And, and now I, I really run the education, the consulting certification side of the business uh, as well. So we help place ads managers and consultants with business owners. So if they're looking for somebody to hire, we can train them or we can help them find somebody. Um, it, it's just, it's a lot of fun. And, and so the last few years have it'd been definitely a uh, crazy, crazy ride, but it's been a lot of fun. I've been able to see just help. I don't know, I guess just help so many businesses just, flip the switch, you know what I mean? And, and just kind of go into exponential growth mode uh, once they really understand how this stuff really works. Well, I've been listening to you on your podcast for a while, and I know that you talk about this kind of stuff almost every week. And the first question I've got for you is, what's the big mistake that so many of us make when it comes to our Facebook advertising, in your opinion? Oh man, this is a good one. Uh, lots of them out there, but honestly, uh, number one is, is, is just focusing on the wrong stuff. It's not taking the time to truly understand, uh, human psychology and really thinking and understanding about this platform, Facebook, Instagram. We know Instagram is, is ran by Facebook. It's owned by Facebook. So, uh, it's, it's basically the same thing when it comes to running Facebook ads. It's, 
or Instagram ads, and it is an online version of a party, right? Or a business networking group, a chamber of commerce, BNI, um, whatever it is. And that's what it is. And, and sometimes you have to remember that if you are showing up, if you, let's say what, what I try to recommend to people is pretend that you are a brand ambassador for your business. And your job is to go out to local communities and build relationships, uh, educate people. Maybe you sell, uh, you know, green home cleaning products that help people, you know, and you have green home cleaning products that don't have any toxins in them. (laughs) And so you're educating people on how to keep their house free of toxins and how you can have, how there's a lot of different products and you can have homemade laundry detergent if you want. Uh, and you can educate these people and start to build relationships. And then eventually you can say, hey, you know what? We actually created a product because of this, because this is such a huge need and there just wasn't anything out there. So we created our own product. And you can transition into that. If you sell services, if you sell uh, you know, digital marketing services and you're just getting that business started and you're showing up at a local uh, networking group, hopefully you're, you're not the guy that goes in there expecting to get a brand new client day one, right? After you shake somebody's hand or you show up at a party and, and you're trying to pitch your services 30 seconds after you meet them. That's just not how it works in, in the real world. You know, however, though, if, if you show up at a business networking event and you're a digital marketing consultant, odds are if they're all business owners there, you know, there might be 10% of people in that group, let's say there's a hundred people at this networking event and you might have five or 10 of those people that in the last maybe couple weeks, they were thinking and maybe actively searching for a new digital marketing consultant for their business. Now the other 80 or 90 people in that, at that meeting or that party, they might not be actively searching for somebody new, but they might not realize that they actually could be doing things better. They just don't know it yet. Right. Uh, and then within that whole entire party or, or networking group or, or wherever it is, uh, you have different personality types too, right? You have people that are impulse buyers. They, you have people that are uh, competitive. They want the best, right? They're logic-based and they're fast decision makers. And then you have the slow decision makers, you know, the process-driven people or the slow, unstructured, humanistic uh, people that listen to their heart. You know, those people, the people that uh, sometimes are a little standoffish at first, uh, but once they earn your trust or once you earn their trust, they end up becoming the best, you know, friend you've ever had, right? The most loyal and giving. And and those people sometimes are are the best friends. However, a lot of people that are running, say, Facebook ads or Instagram ads, what they're doing is they're running ads to, that only attract those fast decision makers and those people that are, that actively have intent right now. Those five or 10 people at the party of 100 people that are actively searching for a new consultant, actively searching for green home cleaning products. And I'm talking about Facebook, I'm not talking about Google, but the the problem is is that 90% of the ads I see out there are attracting those people and they might be targeting a great audience full of business owners or full of consumers that would potentially buy those products, but because they're trying to sell too quickly, or they are just, sometimes they give up before they start, right? They, they don't focus enough. People focus so much on the targeting and the optimization and how many ad sets should I have? How big should my audiences be? Instead of just focusing 90% of your energy on what kind of offer should I send them to and how can I build 
How can I build trust? How can I deliver value? How can I show somebody that I can help them in the ad itself? So even if they don't click on that, guess what happens? You are still subconsciously building a relationship with them. And you're also, if it's a video, you're building a, a warm custom audience, probably for pretty cheap. Um, and you can build custom audiences as well. If somebody clicks on your ad or something like that, if it's a non-video ad, but so there's, there's ways that you can do this and you can just be a lot more successful. But what I see really out there is people giving up too quick. So they think it doesn't work for their business because they don't uh, take the time to get the right message. And then there's people that are, they're just so focused on the direct response, hardcore conversions that they burn out their audiences. That I love, sense? Yeah, I love this. And before we get into your, your, your formula slash strategy here, what I, what I'm hearing you say is that buyers quote unquote are on a journey and they're not all, they're not all ready to buy. And some of them need to get to know you. Some of them need to get to trust you. Some of them, um, maybe need to, you know, do all sorts of things before they would ever purchase. And, and us as marketers are focusing on this tiny little percentage that are ready to buy at the expense of the big opportunities. Am I right? Am I hearing that from you properly? A hundred percent. And everybody hears these stats like, and it's tough. If you have a Facebook partner manager or Facebook rep, which a lot of people have those now because they're, they're, they're staffed up quite a bit. You know, they might tell you that, uh, you need to use short videos, right? Because the average, the attention span is so short and the average video, um, you know, engagement time might be 15 seconds or something like that. And there's a lot of that, that all that data, Mike is actually true and accurate. Uh, the problem is though, I don't want to go too far down a rabbit hole, but but the problem is, is let's say you have a long copy ad, which might be a blog post that you had on your site that you turned into an ad or a long form content rich video. Maybe it was already a YouTube video and you put that as an ad on Facebook. Uh, whether that video is eight minutes long or one minute long, you're going to have, you're going to probably, you're going to lose about 95 to 96% of people after the first 15 seconds, no matter what. Okay. You're only going to have four and a half or so percent of people, maybe 4% of people that are going to watch your video longer than about 15, 15 seconds. But if your video, but no matter whether your video is one minute long or eight minutes long, those 4% of people are going to watch it all the way to the end. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so those are the people that you want to attract. So that's just a little side little note there, yep. but be careful when you are listening or, or watching and seeing the, the exact like a formula or blueprint, you know, those are nice to have to get you momentum, but you got, you have to really just think about how would you talk to that human being if they asked you what you did or why you created your product or business. So let's talk get to people like that. Yeah. Let's get into your quote unquote formula or whatever we want to call it. I know there's sure. three, three different levels, maybe at a high level, you can just very rapidly say what they are and then let's dig in on each one of them. Yeah, hundred percent. So I, I've tried to simplify this a little bit because we used to have this system that it's really kind of a, I'm kind of calling it a simple scaling method, uh, right now. And, and it's, it's based off my, uh, BCS triangle and a BCS triangle is think about a picture in your mind, an upside down triangle, like kind of like a sales funnel, right? You hear that word a lot, but picture kind of an upside down triangle. And 
this is going to be, you're going to divide it and you're going to have three sections in that triangle. Okay. And the top section is, is kind of fairly narrow. And the middle section of that, of that triangle is, is your biggest, thickest kind of widest section. Okay. That's your core foundation. And then the bottom of the triangle is, the, is like the bottom of your sales funnel. All right. So you have these three segments and the top of this BCS triangle is all about branding, goodwill, and awareness. The, uh, the branding section is what we do is, is, is think about these in terms of budgets. So let's say at the top of this, your branding, goodwill, and awareness campaign, uh, people are always looking for that number, right? So what I tell people is try to recommend people, if you can be spending about 20 to 30% of your entire advertising budget on that, that's going to be game-changing for you long-term. Now, initially, you got to be careful putting much money into that stuff because you might not get an ROI right away, right? And this is all about branding, goodwill, building awareness, and, and really building up those warm audiences that you can retarget with some of your more conversion-focused campaigns. Does so that make sense? Yeah, and let's, we're going to come back to, to this section once Perfect. you tell us what the other sections are. Perfect. Perfect. So the, the second section is conversions. It's all about uh, generating conversions using my kind of content with call to action strategy. All right. And you're going to spend 50 to 70% of your budget focusing on generating conversions. This is, you know, ads that will reach cold audiences, generating conversions from cold audiences and as well as warm audiences. All right. And the bottom of the triangle is where you're focused on generating sales using smart retargeting. Okay. Like, Maybe having another ad that's focused on, you know, a second step in your sales funnel, you know, and maybe it's bringing people straight to the order form, or maybe you have an e-commerce store, you're selling physical products and you're, you've got some DPA ads, which are dynamic product ads. What percentage uh, of the budget are we talking about for this one? You know, I put 10 to 20% of your budget on that one, but honestly, it's, it's really all about, you want to spend as much as you can on those audiences because those are going to be your, your, your biggest ROI generating audiences. And so how do you, you know, build those up? You do that by being smart with those top two layers. That's how you do it. So okay. So, so far we've got yeah. at the top layer, which is this thin layer across the top of the triangle, we've got branding, goodwill and awareness in this big yep. chunk in center layer. We've got conversion focused campaigns. And at the bottom, yep. we've got the smart targeting now. Uh, smart re retargeting. Yeah. Yep. Retargeting. So branding for B conversions C and then smart retargeting at the bottom for S. Okay. So at the top, let's talk about branding, goodwill and awareness ads. Like what are we talking about here? We're talking about probably something that most everybody listening to this podcast right now already has published. Do you have a blog post? Do you have a blog post that delivers value to people? That is a perfect piece of content. Um, maybe you have some soft calls to action to your products in that. Maybe you don't, right? Maybe you have a, a YouTube ad. Maybe you've done a recent Facebook Live, okay? It's taking, think about content that you would share on social media, but what you're going to actually do is you're going to actually put a little budget on that, and you're, and you're going to maybe take two or three pillar pieces of content that you feel really gives a, a, a great overview and sets up your products the best way. And for me, I don't want people to get hung up here. And so I want 
people to find something that they've already gotten published if they can, because the, the second layer here is the one that's really going to be the foundational driver. It's going to be the cash flow generator that you're going to want to get right. And then you can start to add those extra layers. So, so wait, um, just so I understand. So this is, this yep. is really all about providing some free value to the audience, not necessarily worrying about conversions, right? So it's kind of getting your brand exactly. out there. Is that right? Yeah, and and exactly. And so if you're if you're a numbers person and you want to know what KPI should I be looking at, what key performance indicators, here you're going to be focusing on cost per impression or cost per video view if it's a video hmm. and reach, you know, how many people am I reaching? And and when you, the thing is is you might be using a video view campaign and your cost per video view is going to be a lot lower. In that, if you're if you're using that compared to what it would be if you're running a website conversions campaign, and we can talk about that a little bit if we can, uh, about an example here if you want in a second, but well, let's let's dig into the bulk of it, right? This conversion yep. focused campaign. Yeah. So, like, what's the connection between the first and, and second if there is one at all? Maybe there isn't. I don't know. Tell me. Oh man, this is this is the game changer here. If if you get this right, so oh, Mike, there's been so many cases where literally one good ad has completely changed uh, a business overnight. I can think of probably seven or eight clients right now instantly offhand that have an ad that's been running for over two years straight. Wow. One ad, okay? And has taken them from like 230,000 a year to 4 million a year or doing, you know, a half a million to to 20 million now e-commerce. This is several clients of ours, coaching clients, agency clients, and it all stemmed from getting that one good conversion campaign initially out of the gate that actually does build goodwill and educates at the same time, okay? And I, I call it uh, my Eddie formula, okay? If you can get a, ideally a video ad because that's gonna give you a longer term benefit, it's gonna build even more um, subconscious connection with people, right? As well as build those video views, but, but a long copy story-based ad can work as well. And so if you, have, if you can create an ad using my Eddie formula, which is E-D-I-E, okay, just one D, and it's an, it's an ad or it's a message that educates, demonstrates, informs, and or entertains, okay? Entertains is the one that people think about, like, you know, Dollar Shave Club or Dollar Beard Club, which is my buddy, one of my best friends, Chris Stoikos, um, you know, a viral video blew up. Does it have company. to do all of them or just one of them? No. No, it does not. And, and that's the whole thing is most people think like entertaining and viral to get make a video viral or super, super emotional, right? Well, think. have you read the book Contagious, um, Why Things Catch On by Jonah Berger? I've interviewed Jonah, um, but I have not read the book, but I know I know about the book. I, I probably heard about it first by listening to your podcast six, five, six years ago or whatever. Cool. <laughs> because uh, I remember first listening to your podcast way back when, but... Um, but I'm sure you have. And so uh, it, it's a great book that I refer back to all the time. And it's because he's got six principles to why things go viral, right? And two of them are the ones that we forget about. Two of them, I'm not going to talk about like emotional and that, and that stuff. I'm going to talk about one of them is people share things that they feel are useful, right? Mm -hmm. It makes people feel good internally when I share something that's useful, practical, right? It's kind of like a utility, another great book. And, um, the other thing is that people will share things on social or tell their friends about them to make them feel like they're in the know, right? Like they know something that you don't know. And those two things I always think about when I'm creating an ad or helping a client. How can I create a message that will that people will want to share? 
because that's a collateral benefit. Not only are you building more trust, but you're also sending a signal to the old algorithm, right? And they're saying, people like this ad. And so guess what happens? They reward you with more impressions and cheaper clicks, cheaper views, cheaper cost per conversion, higher ROI, right? Or, or ROAS, like some people say, re- return on ad spend. And so it, there's so many things happening here. And, and the thing is, is some of the best ads for this whole conversion-focused campaign are content that we found people already had published because they were thinking this was just for pure YouTube or a blog post. Um, a couple of our clients, we pulled uh, like Drew from Organifi, all right? I've got a great green smoothie, natural, uh, amazing product. And he had a video on one of his Saturday strategy sessions. It was like a five and a half minute video where he's, he's showing you 11 superfoods, okay, and what they do for your body. So he's in the kitchen showing you these different superfoods and how this one increases your memory and this one gives you more energy, et cetera, et cetera. And then at the end of it, he's like, hey, you know what? You could spend 300 bucks a, a month going to Whole Foods and taking the time to get all this stuff. Or we've actually created a whole food organic from the earth powder that you can take on the go and just mix in water and it tastes great. And he drinks it right on camera there. And then he tells you if you want, you can go, you know, get it right now for, for, I don't, I can't remember if he says a discount or not on that one. It doesn't matter, but you can go get it right now. And we've got, you know, hundreds of Amazon reviews and, and that's it. That's the formula. So think about it. If, if, if somebody watches that video, even if they don't make it to the end and they don't click through. Did they learn something? Did you learn, like you just learned seven superfoods, like you might not even have known they existed, right? Yeah, and you might um, share it even though you didn't know yes. there was a pitch at the end, right? 100%. That's what happens. When you do that, that same video, there's different versions of the ad copy and stuff now, but it, that's been running for two and a half years. Hmm. It's got like 30 million at, uh, views between the different placements and stuff, all paid. And because it, and and it takes people straight to a sales page where they're spending 57 a month. It's a recurring subscription. So let me ask this question because some people might say, well, when you were talking about the branding, goodwill and awareness stuff, you were talking about linking to content you already had. So what's the subtle distinction between these two? Because it sounds like there's some sort of a subtle distinction here, right? Okay. So that's a, that's a, uh, a little bit of a tough one. Sometimes when I'm doing this, there'll be a little bit of a contradiction and it's like, it, there, it, it, it is what it is, right? Like if you, if you pay attention to Gary Vaynerchuk, right? He's, he's contradicting him, himself in, in a lot of ways and, in, in, you know, that you have to sometimes. And so sometimes you'll have an ad like this that I would consider branding or, or a conversion focused. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, because it is, it is, um, now there's other ads, the same business. They've got maybe another ad that's a non-video ad, or maybe it's a, a two or three minute video ad that's focused more on their product. And that's a, that's generating a lot of conversions. Um, now, and that's also targeting a lot of people that maybe another video is, is building up uh, a lot of warm audiences for, but like, let's say, okay, for example, if I were to separate those, I would say that that video, he's got a pretty good, you know, the last minute or so he's kind of giving you a telling you to go buy the product, right? So if, if we if stripped that, that part video, out of it, it would have been branding at that point, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, 100%. Got yep. it. And, and, and the thing is, is the, the reason why this Eddie formula works is because you initially, you want to focus all your energy on getting one of these right and, and spending 100% of your budget there, okay? So like you, you, you got to spend all your time focusing on, if you do this, guess what you're doing? You're actually branding. 
you're creating goodwill, you're, you're building awareness, you're connecting with people like uh, that might not even be aware of the problem in this case, uh, all the way up to people that have intent to buy your product. And that's great, but you, you, what you want to do is once you get that going, hey, let's, let's build on another one. Let's, let's add another ad. Maybe it's a similar video. Maybe it's not 11 superfoods, but maybe it's uh, you know five and there's no call to action. And we're going to run that one as a video view campaign. Got okay. It. This is, versus and, and what's the objective with this particular conversion focus campaign? Is it a conversion that's specifically? Gonna be, absolutely. Website conversions. Got it. And and you're gonna and you're gonna definitely use the objective website conversions. And if you can, you're gonna want to use you're gonna want to optimize based on purchases. Mm. And this is a whole another conversation. We can't go down this rabbit hole right now. Um, but if if you have let's say maybe a ten dollar product or twenty seven dollar product and you have a lead magnet that goes into that first, um, you're going to be much, much better off if you can optimize based on purchases, especially if you're going to go international. Um, that's, just, that's just just a side tip for some of you guys that are more advanced. Um, but but if you can do that, you you win big. Facebook will really focus on, on people that are going to buy, and they'll do the heavy lifting for you. That's why all the energy needs to be focused on the messaging and, and then getting your offer right. And you can really run your campaigns pretty simple the, these days. Big, big audiences. This is where um, the bulk of the money is work. spent, though, is what I hear you saying. Is that right? Yes, 100%. Because it's going yep. to actually lead to a conversion. Therefore, we should be willing to spend more. So it's not a quantity game. It's more of a quality game here. Is that kind of what I hear you saying? Yes, yeah. And so if you let's say, you, let's say that that video, let's say that there's another video. Actually, Mike, for the case of this example, let's say that same video about the 11 superfoods um, let's say that one's ran as a an actual video view camp objective. Okay, so it's telling Facebook, I want you to reach people that like to watch videos, right? And when you do that, guess what? Your ROI from that video is not going to be very high. Your your cost per conversion will probably be twice as high. But you know what will happen? Is your cost per video view might be two to four times, sometimes more than that, like two to five times cheaper. Because, so you're getting two because you're getting a broader audience, right? Yes. Yeah. So if I were to say, hey, let's take that video because it's a five and a half minute video, it's building goodwill and let's just run it as a website conversions campaign. Let's spend 80% of our budget there. And then let's also run it as a web, as a video view campaign with 20% of our budget. <laughs> that 20% might get, we'll get almost a similar reach. It's, it's reaching way more people, but it's reaching those slow decision makers that aren't probably going to buy the first time, maybe not the first seven days. Got it. And so the problem is, is people are spending 100% of their budgets on conversions. They're missing all the, probably the best potential customers because they're not putting anything in front of them when they could just spend 15 to 20 to, you know, maybe 30% of their budget on, on goodwill stuff. But people are so short sighted that they don't want to, you know, spend a little bit of their money for long term. It's it's like kind of like flipping houses for cash flow and having an apartment that's slowly building up, you know, and not cash flowing a lot, but you wake up 30 years later and you've got a million dollar apartment, right? Or or more. Um, in this case, it's not 30 years later, it's 30 weeks, you know what I mean? So Absolutely. Okay, so let's go into this third category, the smart retargeting. Tell us about that. Sure. So this one is, is really pretty simple. Uh, and the cool thing is, is if you can get like the conversion campaign going good right away, this builds up so much momentum. This is why my beginner course is called Facebook Momentum. Um, 
but you get a lot of momentum and you, you now are like, okay, I want to go in and, and figure out how to do dynamic product ads. If I have a retard, if I have a e-commerce business or I want to set up some retargeting and there's a lot of different ways to do this, but to keep it simple is l- let's say that you have, let's you go back to the other example. Let's say that you have a video or a longer copy ad that's telling a story or giving some education, showing people about these 11 superfoods and what they do for your body. And a lot of people are going and checking it out, but they're not buying. Well, now I might have another video or another ad. Maybe it's a shorter copy ad that's more product focused. Okay. This one's more product focused. You can still dig into challenges and frustrations, but here now you're focusing on why your product is different and how your product will help them solve that particular problem. And then you might link directly to the checkout page or directly to the, the sales page, depending on your who, whole Who are we targeting machine. at this point? The people that watch the branding campaign or someone else? It, it, it totally uh, depends. So in this case, you're, you're probably getting, what I'm talking about right now is that you're focusing on people that hit your sales page, right? Or hit your product page and don't buy. Got okay? it. So this now, is bringing them with back. With the conversion focus campaign, this is where, this is actually super important. I'm glad you, you asked that question because when we really used to talk about this system at the beginning of our podcast, and I used to have a graph that was more than, it wasn't just three tiers, it's like seven, right? And it was really overwhelming for people. And what they would, they would think is they would think, okay, if I've got a branding campaign, like a blog post or a branding type of video, then I want to put that in front of cold audiences. And then my conversion focus campaigns, I only want to put that in front of people that, uh, you know, have visited my site or watched my video. And that's actually the wrong way to think about it. And it's actually more complex to set up. You want to do it much more simple because remember, if you go back to that party, there's a hundred people there and they're all business owners and you're selling digital marketing services or, or content marketing services. Now out of that, those hundred people, there's probably only going to be five or 10 of them that right now in the last couple of weeks probably actively are looking for a better solution. The other 80 to 90 to 95 people don't have intent, but they might later on, they're in your target audience, right? And so when you run a content rich, a a great ad that really educates, tells a story, builds emotional connection, and then also generates conversions, you can put that ad in front of big, broad, cold audiences, right? But it's also going to work great with your warm audiences. So that conversion campaign, you're going to target cold and warm. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Super important. Not just people that saw your branding campaigns, both, both. Just keep them as, you know, you got one campaign, you got one ad set that's like all your warm audiences, and then you've got another ad set that's maybe all your lookalike cold audiences, and then another one that's all your lookalike interest audiences, and it's pretty simple. And then you've got your fans. And so it, those kind of four main ad sets are going to be the driver of your of everything. And so your branding and goodwill campaign, maybe you you have a an article that was a blog, and you, and you turn that into a long copy ad that maybe has a soft call to action, maybe doesn't, it's up to you. Um, and that's, but that's building goodwill. It's building your audiences and, uh, it's cold mostly cold audiences. Of course you can even put that in front of warm audiences as well. Like if you guys write an article for the blog, you don't just want cold people to see that, right? You want your, (laughs) your subscribers to read your article. Right. Absolutely. And so now, but to be honest at at social media examiner, we don't put any money behind our articles probably because we feel like we don't have to. 
um, because we got like 1.6 million people a month that read our stuff and we got a sure. half, half a million on email and we yeah. almost exclusively do remarketing, um, to people that have been to our sales page. We're not doing the branding and goodwill and awareness and we're not doing the conversion focused campaigns and we probably should, but I think we're a little spoiled because we don't have an audience problem. We got, you know, what I would do though, here's what I, here's how I, if I was looking at yours, here's how I would think about it is I would think that I, it's, it might not be you know, it might be a lot of work trying to amplify all this content, right, right? On a consistent basis. But I would find two or three, maybe even five pillar posts that really maybe are one of them's written by you, maybe somebody on your team. Maybe it's it's just content that's very uh maybe you've got two or three or four based on the different channels and there's super small budgets behind those. And so what happens is now if you're getting tons and tons and tons of people searching and finding those every single day, which I know you guys are because you guys have great rankings. But, uh, you know, maybe or, or maybe take your situation or maybe somebody else that doesn't get quite as much traffic as you. Uh, this is a big one. Like, like some of our clients that are really doing this right, it's, there's just two pillar posts, one, two, or three pillar posts that are running small budgets every day. And so you're continually putting that that content. And, and nowadays you can just use, like let's say you did a Facebook Live that just connected, you know what I mean? Right. Just a great Facebook Live. Um, maybe it had a soft call to action, maybe not, it doesn't matter. It's just one of those things, if you just put even 20 bucks a day behind that, when you see the amount of reach that, that continues to rack up, it's just, it'll blow your mind. That's um, awesome. And, and what happened, yeah. And so you, you get, you'll get, you'll just plus because of the already the reach that, that you're getting, it's just when you already have a, a big following on social media or are getting a lot of organic traffic, putting a tiny bit of money in exponentially uh, grows things. And I know this because we've helped people that were content marketers to begin with, like that built their entire brand that way. And then when they started adding like a, two, 300 bucks a day to their business, everything tripled you know, within a year. Now you, so, you told me you have a uh, coaching client that sells quilting information. Maybe you could just give us a quick high level of how they were able to use some of this. Sure. Okay. So they were on a hot seat on our, our, we call it our, our kind of elite group at dominate web media. And we do hot seats every week. And I was doing one with him and he's literally has a digital product where he teaches people how to, uh, build quilts and stuff. And, and he's just an executor. He, I couldn't believe he was already doing everything I've been talking about. And it was cool to see. And so we were looking and he had a Facebook live that was about 45 minutes and he had another about two minute video that was really focused on, on selling. Um, and so he kind of, he's like, yeah, I got this Facebook live. that's kind of doing my, doing some of the branding and goodwill. And then I've got a conversion campaign that's going about, you know, two, three minutes and it's working pretty good. And, and then I've got some retargeting and I looked at as, at his Facebook live and he, that was being ran as a video view campaign. And I said, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take that same Facebook live and I want you to create a new campaign as a website conversions objective. But I don't want you to stop your other one. Okay, I don't want you to turn off your video view campaign. Because now I'm drawing this out, like on the whiteboard thing, you know, on showing the triangle so he understands it and everybody else does. I go, so now you have your 45-minute Facebook Live that's got some soft calls to action in it. But it's really building more branding and goodwill and trust than it is selling. I said, now you're going to keep that going. Keep it as a small budget. And then you're going to now Facebook's going to target people that are going to like want to watch videos and engage with your post. And now if you run another campaign with the same exact post, 
but focused on conversions, Facebook's going to find people that are going to want to buy your stuff, right? They're going to want to buy your, your, he's got like a $7 product that he focuses on, he optimized based on. So he did that. And what happened is, is his, his Facebook live as a video view campaign was getting a $19 per sale. So CPA, right? It's costing right. him $19 per customer. And then his website conversion campaign was costing him, is costing him $8 after about a week, right? $8 per customer. And so less than half, right? So that's great. But guess what? The, the one that was running as a video view campaign, the cost per video view was four times cheaper. Um, I think it went from like eight or seven and a half cents or something down to like one. So was that, I think it was even better than that. I just don't want to quote. I'll just say four to be safe. Right. Um, but typically it's about three to four times cheaper. And in most cases you'll see, sometimes you might have an eight cent per view and then you'll have it as a video view and it'll be one penny or less than a, or a half wow. a penny. So that branding one now it is spending less money, but it's reaching four times as many people. That's so, awesome. So, you know, does that make sense? So it's a good way to illustrate the whole process. Absolutely. I think if you have something like that. So that's, yeah. Awesome. Keith, um, why don't you tell everybody where they can discover more about you beyond checking out the Perpetual Traffic Podcast? Yeah, sure. No problem. So our main website's uh, dominatewebmedia.com. And like I said, we educate uh, we have certifications. We have a pretty cool mastermind with a, a, a few different levels now where people can come in and go through our, all of our courses. Um, one of our courses, I literally created a brand from scratch to kind of prove this whole thing. And I bought a URL, bought a Facebook page, uh, created a new ad account, new everything, and literally created one ad just like the formula I'm talking about and went from zero to, to 3,000 subscribers in 30 days, 33,000 fans, super small budgets, 10 minutes of optimization. Pretty, pretty cool. So if you go to dominatewebmedia.com forward slash SME, like social media examiner, uh, I've got a great gift for you. You can go get my book. Uh, you can get my book, send it to you for, for free, you know, pay a few dollars in shipping. And I've got some great free trainings, cool training to go with it as well. So I think that's the best place to go. Awesome. Honestly. Keith Krantz, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your awesome wisdom and insight with us. It was fun, man. I appreciate you having me on big time. Thank you. So. Well, I hope you found a lot of value in today's podcast episode. If there was anything that we mentioned, don't worry. We took all the notes. Go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash 296. New to the show? Hit that subscribe button. Been listening for a while? We'd love a review. And don't forget to check out the Social Media Marketing Society. I forgot to mention enrollment is only open for the month of April 2018. Check it out, smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. This brings us to the end of another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week, I promise. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day. And may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.